Following Sweden and Finland's bid to join NATO, Turkey has been pressurising them with demands, including extradition requests. In order to appease, Sweden has created a list of actions increasing efforts against Kurds. The president of Turkey has shocked many observers with comments concerning birth rate numbers, which Mithat Sanjar, the co-chair of HDP, says reflects Erdogan's policy of demographic engineering. Turkish environmentalists are becoming increasingly concerned as the water level of the Zeeland River decreases, endangering ecology in the region. Learn more in our daily review. Sweden has detailed concrete actions it'll take to address Turkey's demands for the Scandinavian country's NATO bid, including stepping up efforts against Kurds, which Ankara claims to be linked to terror groups. Reuters reported on Friday, citing an exclusive letter from Stockholm to Ankara, dated the 6th of October. The two-page letter gives 14 examples of steps taken by Sweden to show the country's full commitment to a memorandum signed with Turkey and Finland in June to convince Ankara to lift its veto blocking the two countries' applications to join the North Atlantic Alliance. Sweden's letter came after a delegation of its security and counter-terrorism police visited Turkey and met members of the Turkish intelligence agency in September. The extradition of a long list of people that Ankara categorises as terror suspects, including people linked to the Kurdistan Workers' Party, or PKK, and to a religious group that Turkey holds responsible for the 2016 failed coup, was one of the many demands that Turkish President Erdogan put on the negotiation table in exchange for agreeing to lift Turkey's veto against Sweden and Finland's bids for NATO accession. Reuters said that according to the letter, the Swedish authorities carried out new analyses of PKK's role in threats to Sweden's national security and in organised crime, and this is likely to lead to concrete results. Sweden is committed to address pending extradition requests thoroughly, taking into account Turkish intelligence and in accordance with Swedish law and the European Convention on Extradition, Reuters quoted the letter as saying. Turkey will continue consultations with Sweden and Finland to pursue full implementation of the memorandum, Reuters quoted Turkish diplomatic sources as saying. However, steps need to be taken in combating terrorism, prevention and punishment of incitement to terrorism, improvement of security and judicial cooperation, the sources added. Meanwhile, Sweden's new prime minister asked for an appointment. I told my colleagues, give them an appointment, Erdogan said, referring to Ulf Christensen, the head of the Nordic country's new right-wing government. Turkish President Erdogan's recent comments on how many children should be born to different families reflects a state ideology that's the basis of denialist, assimilationist policies, said Mithat Sanjar, the co-chair of the pro-Kurdish People's Democratic Party, or HDP. Erdogan stunned many observers this week when he advised Mehmet Ali Jalebi, a former opposition lawmaker who joined the ranks of the ruling Justice and Development Party, to have more children. What raised eyebrows was the way that Erdogan justified his comment by saying, the numbers should be increased. Look, the PKK has five 
has 10, has 15. Many commentators later said that Erdogan implied Kurdish people, not the PKK. Erdogan knows full well that members of the organisation don't have children. In fact, he's building up a nationalist rhetoric by implying the Kurdish population. Kurds understood this, and he sees having a high number of children as a terrorist act, Meryl Danish Bestash, a lawmaker of the HDP, told members of parliament this week. This is a racist's mentality. This is a mentality that's hostile to Kurds, she said. Those words cannot be seen merely as a couple of sentences uttered unawares. It reflects a mentality that forms the basis of the state's denialist, assimilationist policies, Sanjar said on Saturday during his speech at a meeting of HDP provincial co-chairs. This mentality can technically, and if put mildly, be named as demographic engineering, the politician said, adding that demographic engineering has been used in Turkey as a tool of assimilationist policies. The higher birth rate in Turkey's Kurdish-populated regions for years has been a widespread concern among Turkish nationalists who fear that the Turkish people will lose their demographic advantage in the future. Kurds, Turkey's largest ethnic minority, are estimated to make up at least 20% of the country's population. Prisoners in Turkey are being denied their right to conditional release, with the authorities producing absurd grounds to justify this, according to letters received by the pro-Kurdish People's Democratic Party, or HDP. As a result of this, prison sentences are being arbitrarily extended. Aisha Suraju, HDP MP for the southeastern province of Urfa, told Gazette Duvar. Using too much water, or singing songs in Kurdish, are among some of the reasons cited by authorities to strip prisoners of their right to conditional release, she said. Suraju said that she had received hundreds of letters from prisoners complaining of similar treatment, and explained how, on one occasion, a political prisoner named Rojda Erez was denied conditional release, and that the prison monitoring board cited this decision was made on the grounds that Erez had killed her spouse 15 years ago, and could harm others if freed. However, Rojda Erez never married. She is not in prison for killing her spouse. She is a political prisoner. Erez applied to the board once more, saying she had never married and that her file must have been somehow mixed up. But they told her there was no mix-up. Another prisoner was denied conditional release on the grounds that her brother was in jail for membership of a religious group that the Turkish government holds responsible for the failed coup in 2016. Can you believe such a justification? What happened to the principle of individual criminal responsibility? Suraju asked. Monitoring boards in Turkey's prisons are manipulating sentences arbitrarily, preventing prisoners with the right to conditional release from actually being released. They are doing this on completely irrelevant, impossible grounds. They say things like, they left the lights on, or they chat with their friends, said the MP. Turkey cannot bury allegations of the Turkish military's use of chemical weapons in northern Iraq merely on the basis of a statement made by the Defence Minister, Hishar Usoy, an MP from the pro-Kurdish People's Democratic Party, or HDP, said on Sunday. 
The use of chemical weapons in Turkey's attacks against Kurdish fighters in Iraq's autonomous Kurdistan region has been discussed for months, as I told ANF news agency, mentioning civilians hospitalised due to the effects of chemicals used. Two different delegations went to the region to investigate the conditions of civilians exposed to chemical substances. But unfortunately, the Kurdistan regional government did not allow the delegations to visit those places, the MP said. Asai said that shocking pieces of footage showing the effects of chemical weapons could not be hushed up by Ankara simply by releasing a statement. The MP was referring to the Turkish Defence Ministry's statement on Thursday, which said that allegations of the use of chemical weapons were completely baseless and untrue. Only an independent body that goes into the region and investigates the allegations can put an end to the discussions, as I said. If they have nothing to worry about, they should be the ones leading the way for an independent delegation's visit to the region, the MP said, of the Turkish government. Environmentalists in Turkey's eastern province of Van are concerned about high numbers of fish found dead in the Zilan River, increasing the danger of a species unique to the region, the Ergish Barbul, going extinct. The environmentalists believe that fish have been dying due to decreasing water levels, which they link to a hydroelectric power plant built on the river. The fish deaths happening here aren't natural. They're dying of lack of oxygen and the lowering water level. And this is related either to the state waterworks, which hold water for dams, or the hydroelectric power plant shifting the waterways. Ali Kalchik, head of Van Environment and Ecology Foundation, told Gazette Duvar. Kalchik added that the lowering water level has brought the freshwater fish endemic to the region to the point of extinction. This is savage. If Zalan's waters are kept captive, their habitat will disappear. The Zeeland needs to flow freely, Kalchik said. Mujdat Jehan, a local from the village near the Zeeland, told Gazat Duvar that the villagers have been witnessing fish dying in massive numbers for the last two years. Last year, thousands of carp died that way. This is totally related to the pollution in the water. The municipality has to do something about it. Rubbish isn't being collected and there is no sewage system. All the filth flows into the streams, he said. Van is one of a number of provinces in Turkey where all municipality works are managed by trustees appointed by the government to replace elected mayors from the HDP, which they justified with accusations of terrorism.